Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard and the host for this episode of the show right here at GameIndustry.com. Today, we're going to be talking about genres, what's hot and what's not, and what we expect to be hot and not so hot in the new year. So uh, we're actually getting ready to get started on the uh, the voting for the uh, Game of the Year awards. The um, the nominations are in, so now it's just a matter of uh, going and getting the uh, getting the votes down, Todd. And then and then uh, of course there's the you have to write a column and say how how bad all the picks were this year. Uh, <laughs> I also got kind of my own special. Oh one. right, that's true. That's true. Or I got a couple of them in mind. <laughs> That's cool. How about how about least deserving of an actual award, Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> That's close to it. How about most least deserving or least deserving to promote the VGAs, Jeff Keeley? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that'd be a good one. So, um, Ke- Kelly, I wanted to welcome you to the lounge today as well. Thank you for coming and being the voice of reason. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try as much as I can. That's cool. That's cool. Um, uh, uh, those of you, well, you know that Kelly and Todd also do the Gamer Geek show, and um, on that show they kind of uh, they kind of go a little crazy. So we try to we try to be a little more a little more sane here and on the Gin Lounge. So I'll try to keep the two of you uh, from getting at each other's throats a little bit. So. But uh, I wanted to talk about actually uh, the show today. I wanted to. I came up with it because I was reading. Um, you two uh, had gone on this mad Facebook uh, post. Of course, the the Gin Facebook site is um, game as facebook.com/slash/gameindustry. Uh, so very easy to find. But you two had gone off back and forth, sort of on your own private Facebook pages uh, about um, just comments on the the the, the awards, right, Todd? Oh yeah, not just the awards, but also the announcements they made. Some good, namely Elder Scrolls V. Some bad, such as uh, some of the performances they did. Some of the award presenters were absolutely terrible. <laughs> like the jokes felt well. Like Rachel Bilson completely fumbled her line. Oh really? <laughs> as did the uh, two cast members from True Blood. <laughs> uh, my my recommendation for Sam is this: stick with bartending and shape shifting and killing your family. <laughs> okay, all right, put that down. Don't don't. Talk about games because you can't do it. I think you've given us our first notable quote of the year. That's great. Stick to shape shifting and killing your family. Okay, got it. Uh, well, what interested me mostly, you guys were upset. Well, at least Todd, you were upset because um, in that in that show, the role playing game of the year ended up going to Mass Effect Two, which you don't consider a role playing game. Not compared to the first game. Sure. I think of it more as a tactical shooter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. Well, it got me thinking about it got me thinking about genres in general, and uh, you know we review a lot of different types of games here at Gin, and I just wanted to kind of get together with you guys and figure out what you thought was going to be you know the hot genres in uh, the coming year, and which genres you know would wouldn't be quite so hot. So um, let me start with uh, let me start with an easy one. I won't start with anything controversial. Let's start with um, let's start with shooters because shooters kind of uh, shooters kind of is an interest is an interesting topic. Now, shooters. Um, well, Todd, I'll let I'll let you I'll let you start. I mean, shooters has always been a, a popular genre. Um, sometimes, to our detriment, you know, we have things like the 
you know, the Columbine High School Massacre and then all these people that wanted to ban games and everything like that. And, you know, it would have been nice if uh, shooters weren't the most popular game in the world at the time, I guess. But but shooters really haven't, ever since, what, like, Wolfenstein came out, I mean, they haven't really lost popularity since then, have they? Uh, not at all. From what I'm seeing, the 2011 lineup, they're going to keep going. You got uh, Killzone 3 on the PlayStation. You got Gears of War 3 coming out. Right. Kelly, your uh, uh, rage is going to be coming out soon. <laughs> I, I just was curious because I didn't hear Kelly go woot when uh, you mentioned Gears of War 3. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm surprised I was doing My mind's trying to remember all of the Spike VGA awards because if my first post was – Drinking beer and watching Spike VGAs. <laughs> like, so, yeah, that, that, yeah. Yeah, I noticed the spelling got worse and worse after that. I didn't know if that was, <laughs> why, that, why that was. But, um, you know, looking at, looking at, uh, 2010, obviously, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, was probably the, uh, one of the, the biggest, uh, titles to ever come out, which, which a lot of people liked. And then, of course, there was also Halo Reach. And, and so, uh, you know, and I, I looked at a lot of shooters myself, um, that weren't necessarily, um, the, the super high end, the top, the top ones. I looked at, like, Metro 2033, which I thought was very innovative, um, and a nice looking, uh, shooter. And I also looked at, uh, one that wasn't bad, but, you know, was okay, was Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days. Um, certainly it was better than the first game. Um, and, you know, I also looked at, like, Splinter Cell Conviction. I mean, there were, there were some, some decent shooters out there that I would, I would consider good. I mean, there wasn't really any. Um, uh, I mean, there of course there are bad shooters and so forth, but the but the bad shooters don't really bring the genre down. So I th- I think we can all agree then that uh, shooters is a pretty safe genre for for. There will be a lot of shooters uh, in the in the near and distant future. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's an easy formula. It'll be a one dollar. So we'll take off Nate because they'll keep making more cookie cutter formats. Yeah, I mean, when you look at innovation in the shooter world, you don't really get too much. I mean, sometimes you get like, okay, Bioshock, it's a shooter and it's underwater, you know, or, or, um, Dead Space, it's a shooter and it's in space. <laughs> yeah. Or like Singularity, it's a shooter, but you have a device that can control time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's little tiny innovations on a format that we all kind of love, so it's no big deal. You know, and some people would even say, and again, this gets into the, some of the more controversial topics, but something like um, like Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas, a lot of people would consider that a shooter, even though it's really a role-playing game. That's what I would consider more of a hybrid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we do have to talk about hybrids because the genres, you know, it's 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 funny. We try to put, you know, a gin especially, we we try to put everything into a bucket. Um and there are certain things that just sort of don't go into the bucket anymore. Uh but before we get into that, I wanted to talk about um actually uh Kelly, you can talk about this probably is um uh puzzle games. Puzzle games is kind of like they were sort of a sleeper genre. I mean, there wasn't that many puzzle game titles anymore. I mean, you had the hardcore puzzle games like Safe Cracker and you had Myst and stuff like that that would come out from time to time, but you didn't really have really a concentration of puzzle games. And this year, that that really changed, didn't it? I mean, in, in 2010, it certainly changed. Oh, yeah, it did with, well, PopCap helped bring it <laughs> yep. to Ford. Oh, yeah. yeah, they kind of know what they're doing in that genre, don't they? Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, when Apple released the app store for gaming oh my gosh the developers just went nuts 
and stuff. Oh, yeah. And there's all kinds of. Let's see. How do we want to do this? Okay. Let's have a piece of candy dangling from a rope and over top of a little frog looking thing. <laughs> You're seeing cut the rope. Oh, okay. Mm. Really basic. <laughs> Well, and then uh, you're playing a, a, a game called Angry Birds, right? That just kind of took everybody by storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Well, oh, when they did the spoof on the Spike VGAs with Angry Birds, I was dying laughing. I was like, oh, heck no, they're not going to. Wow. <laughs> All right, admittedly, that was one of the few funny moments of that show. You, you, and I kept oh, thinking, yeah. oh, here comes, here comes the PETA joke. <laughs> and they said, oh, Neil, you can't do this. PETA just called. <laughs> You know, Angry Angry Birds is um, it's a game that I mean, it took everybody by storm, and, and it was even on um, it was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, they had a skit where they had the WikiLeaks guy in jail, and he was threatening to um, he was threatening to do all these computer like he's like, oh, okay, first we're gonna crash Mastercard, and you know, then we're gonna go after online porn and stuff, unless he got released from jail. Basically, was the skit, and I think on the sixth day or so, if he hadn't been released. Least, he was going to write a program to calm the angry birds. <laughs> so he's like, try knocking over a tower with a happy bird. It just won't happen. <laughs> so it was pretty funny, you know, and that, that's, you know, that's pretty big exposure. So and that's um, basically a puzzle game. So, you know, the the mobile market just I mean, Kelly, you're the you're sort of our mobile person. You, you've got what, 300, 400 apps on the um, on your uh, on your iPhone and stuff. Do you um Looking at the like the app store in general and the games specifically, what percentage do you think of those are probably puzzle would be considered like puzzle games? Yeah, um, a pretty large majority actually. It's like over fifty percent, do you think? Oh yeah, I definitely think definitely. Yeah, because this is crazy. How many I do have? Yeah. Nuts. So that that's sort of um yeah that's definitely an area where you know puzzle games I think are going to be one of the hot genres in in uh, in in the new year. So something to look out for, and a lot of that's being driven by the uh, by the mobile market. Uh, so Todd, what about uh, here's a genre that's interesting. Uh, what about sports games? What do, what are you seeing in the sports world? I mean, there's been a lot of uh, consolidation and stuff, and there ha- there's been a lot of um, you know, like like there was going to be competition in the basketball arena, and then suddenly there wasn't anymore. I mean, is that is that making sports games more popular or less popular, or no effect? Uh, be a combination of both. Uh, I mean, I've noticed people are getting tired of getting the same release every year, namely with Madden. Mm-hmm. But then you get well, some of the sports now have have their own things exclusive, like Madden being for NFL mm-hmm. and 2K doing baseball, and to a lesser extent, the NBA was 2K exclusive this year because. Because of EA having to cancel NBA Elite. That was a hilarious thing that happened to EA, though. <laughs> that guy in that demo that went viral, he was like, he's just standing there like Jesus or something. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I know, actually, um, Canada Entire Development Studio. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> they closed EA Canada down. Now um, the guys who do Madden are going to be working on it. <laughs> So it's gonna be interesting to see how, how if they can make up for last year's mistake. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. You would think that they would just go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, what went wrong with the demo? Let's just fix it. But I, I don't know. It's it seemed to make such a huge splash. But sorry, I didn't mean to get off topic. But I, I that was one of the funniest things I saw on YouTube this year. <laughs> so, so, so you were saying about um, sports games and their popularity? No, I mean they'll still have their uh, their strong market. Um, I mean, there'll be those who wait at midnight to pick up Madden. I know I've been a guilty party for that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but there will be the challenge is going to come from those that are exclusive because they'll cut down the originality. Right. Even even the NHL has gotten exclusive now because the 2K version only came out for the Wii. Uh, the other the other consoles just got the EA version. Okay. So we'll have to keep an eye on see if there's going to be any competition next year. Yeah, it, it's – I mean, generally the rule is when competition leaves the market, generally innovation also leaves the market. And then as a side effect of that, things usually get less popular because because – of this sort of a chain reaction, and we're sort of at the beginning of that chain reaction. It'll be interesting to see if they um, if they do change it. I mean, like you you talked about Madden, and you're one of the people that wait in line. It seems like Madden doesn't change very much from year to year, other than the names and the player rosters. But it doesn't seem to hurt their popularity any. I mean, I, there's no. there's been no stories about you know half as many Madden sold this year because people were just tired of it. No, they. They went out and bought it anyway, so maybe they don't. Yeah, still, they still take sick days. They still work on their own rosters. Yeah, they, they just work on their online leagues constantly. Yeah. What about um? What about in and, and we throw we throw racing games into the sports arena, which you know maybe we shouldn't, but um. But what about the the racing games? I mean, we've got a couple hot racing titles that are coming out real soon, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, what gets me is some haven't done as well this year as they, they were expected. Like Blur was a good example. Blur was a great looking game. I mean, I read your. It yeah, was, it was a great multiplayer game. Terrible single player. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it did not sell that well. Oh, I didn't know that. And as a result, Activision canned Bizarre Creations. Oh wow, okay. And Gran Turismo Five. I don't know how that's doing, but to me, it looked like the same old thing that Four was. Mm-hmm. What I am looking forward to is um, the new uh, NASCAR game that Activision's coming out with. Okay. Because it's being developed by Utechnics, and they've made some real good uh, racing sims before. One of my favorites was Test Drive Le Mans on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see how they're going to carry the left NASCAR license over to that. Yeah, that that will be that will be cool. I mean, if we can get a really you know a really realistic NASCAR simulation, that'll be pretty cool. So. Um, I would love to have one again because the EA ones have gone downhill over the last few years. Yeah, well, it's it's they lost the license. Yeah, I mean, it's the competition thing. I think it's like they didn't really, they really didn't have to compete because they knew that NASCAR fans would go out and pick it up no matter what, so they could watch their number eight go around the circle. And uh, and number eight doesn't exist anymore. Well, but I mean, you know what I mean. I'm I'm yeah. sure they could put it in the game. <laughs> No, they'll just stick with the 88. 88, okay. okay. Yeah, I was reading your Blur review. Blur got four out of five gems, so it was, mm-hmm. it was a decent game. Yeah, because the multiplayer on that game was so much fun. Um, You did give Split Second a much higher grade. Yeah, it just played a lot. In my opinion, it just felt like a more intense racing experience because Blur was actually more of a kart style game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, the commercials admitted that. Right. It's saying the kart racing sim has grown up, but Split mm-hmm. Second felt more like a like an um, like an action TV series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it fit the... Uh, setting perfectly right okay right down the awesome cliffhanger ending right okay well uh let's throw it back to you kelly for one that i think that you also uh play a lot of and again this will probably speak to the to the mobile market what about uh action arcade games uh well todd i know you're into this too but we're gonna let kelly talk for a little bit <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah let me wake up <laughs> it's sports that's, my job. that's why we never invite kelly into the sports talk <laughs> shows uh, oh we gosh, always, like, always bring in Todd and Javon and maybe Jake. Well, I could always mention LeBron how well he's doing in Miami. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, um, but action arcade games. One of the one of the cool things that really started to come about this year was taking arcade games and making them play. You know, arcade games used to be huge. They used to be like you know, well, the size you 
you'd go to a building called an arcade, kids, arcade. <laughs> and you would use these things called quarters, and you would play these games. Um, so, and now, you know, you get that same power that was in that giant machine, and it's, you know, it's on your iPhone and, and so forth. And so that was a huge thing. And then um, just action games that are sort of like arcade games, but never actually were in the arcade to begin with. And, and Kelly, those, those have been super popular uh, last year, and, and I assume you believe they'll probably continue to be popular. Oh, yeah, because we'll see hit or misses, of course, from a- action movies that come out and different stuff. The the games that will be developed, and some will some may do well, and some will flop. You mean ones that and, are ones that like a, a hot movie comes out, and then the game follows yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see in some of them exactly how it's going to work out exactly with it. Like um, Thor, I think Thor's getting a game. I'm like. Okay. Well, we had don't mess up my. <laughs> yeah, you know, we had uh, we had Young Thor this year, <laughs> which was a yeah. pretty horrible little game that came out for the play- PlayStation Portable and the PlayStation Network. Um, yeah, I actually uh, uh, edit- I didn't review it, but I edited it. Well, uh, the the reviewer gave it three out of five. Um, but you know, I mean, it's Thor as a little kid, so it's kind of kind of on the dumb side, really. <laughs> yeah, that's not really. Feasible <laughs> or play, enjoyable, I should say. It, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what does come out because we do have a lot of sequels. God, I'm sorry, Nate. I know it's sequels. You know, even though you're not here, <laughs> the ghost of Nate still haunts the lounge. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was just watching it. I was like, most of the games I'm excited for are all sequels. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Well, just because Nate doesn't like it doesn't mean... I mean, a lot of the games I'm looking forward to are sequels, too, because, I mean, you can have games like... Well, I'll just take an example, like Assassin's Creed. The first one was okay, but it was more of a concept of, like, how cool a game could be. So it was like everyone pretty much knew that Assassin's Creed 2 was going to be better. So you're looking forward to it. And, you know, and then Brotherhood theoretically advanced the genre even further. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a sequel, necessarily. No, it was as long as it's continuing the storyline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's always nice, and don't leave it hanging, and don't complete it. Yeah, I mean, because that annoys me. I mean, look at the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at look at books. I mean, like the Chronicles of Narnia. You know, I mean, it's like you don't you don't get to book three and be suddenly like, oh, now they're astronauts and they're in space. You know, it's totally it's totally a different series. No, it's a continuation of the story that you enjoy. You know. So, I don't think there's a problem with that. But yeah, action arcade games, so you don't think there's going to be any, other than, you know, the, the normal hits and misses that we get. I mean, Todd, you reviewed a couple couple misses this year on that, in that side. But Kelly, you don't think that in general the genre is in any, any danger of losing popularity? No. It's, no, just as long as the, the games are halfway decent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, here's one that... Now we'll start to get into a little bit of the more controversial things. Okay, so I want to start with the less controversial one, but still an interesting one, and that's uh, the real-time strategy games. Now, real-time strategy games, they are sort of handicapped in a way because... Um, they haven't really made it over to the console, um, you know, so that's still sort of the playground of the PC. Now, I have seen recently some press releases about real-time strategy games and things that are being developed for the PlayStation and, and the Xbox, and it'll be interesting to see how that works because, you know, the interface is 
I don't know if it's necessarily 100% conducive to a real-time strategy game. But uh, Todd, what what do you think? I mean, this year we we did have a we had a huge real-time strategy game that really helped the the genre out, right? When StarCraft Two came out and almost re revitalized mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Brought back my interest in playing. Well, it brought- last one I played was, was Command and Conquer Three on the uh, Xbox, and that was pretty much okay. wasn't wasn't like playing it on the PC. What's the problem? Do you think of getting the, to work on? I mean, you're more of a console player than I am, really. What what is what's the disconnect between moving a, a real time strategy game from a from a PC to a console? Well, you got to remember all the commands to select units and figure out where to place them. Mm-hmm. Command and Conquer Three used a what I call a radial system, like so you hold down a button. And then you point, push your stick to whatever unit you want. It worked, but it wasn't as fast and intuitive as just clicking on a mouse. Yeah, I, the mouse, I mean, cause, uh, I guess when you're playing a real-time strategy game, you can lasso click units, or you can double click on, on your tank, and like all your tanks will get selected, and things like that, and... And what I don't get is why, how come, uh, developers will not consider that as an option? Both the 360 and PS3 have, uh, USB ports. Why can't they allow you just to plug a mouse in? Huh, I don't know. I never thought about that. You know, I've, I, I, I use keyboards. I do it all the time. Why not a mouse? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if the interface would support that or not, but that would certainly be an inter, I, I don't know. I don't, what happens when you try to plug a mouse into a Xbox or a PlayStation? I, I don't know what happens. I don't know if it recognizes it's it. It's USB. It should at least detect it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go try that and see what happens. I, I don't know. It's my Xbox will detect whenever I install a, a keyboard, which I use for instead of a chat pad. Mm-hmm. It'll detect when I use um when I use a external hard drive, right? But I just want to see why I won't use a mouse. Have you ever tried or? No, I haven't. But uh, no, I, I might I might try to see what happens. I don't I don't know what happens. Yeah, the keyboard doesn't. I mean, works fine on the PlayStation. You just plug it in. So does a you know, well, so does a microphone. You know, for that matter. So, but yeah, that seems to be the hangup. Maybe you know how all the karaoke games used to come with microphones and probably still do. You know. Well, why don't they have a real-time strategy game come out for the Xbox or the P- PlayStation 3 and come with a mouse? There we go. Who knows? They already tried a microphone with Envoy. <laughs> yeah. It worked out real well. Well, we, we just solved their problem. All right, so they need to come out with RTS games for the for the console, and they need to include a mouse in the package. So, Or at least allow you to use a USB mouse on your computer. Yeah, yeah. Just offer the support for mm-hmm. it. Okay, sounds good. All right, now... um. Here's where we we'll, we'll get into a little bit about it. Um, role-playing games. Now, what do you guys uh, what what do you see happening in the role-playing genre? I mean, I mean, role-playing games. Obviously, what people call role-playing games are very popular. I mean, you know, Oblivion, um, Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, um, the Dragon Age series, Fable Three. Um, you know what? But those aren't necessarily this sort of well, other than maybe Dragon Age, those aren't really the, and even then, those aren't really the hardcore uh, role-playing games that we've seen in in the past, right, Todd? They're sort of almost like hybrids. Yeah, they're more of concerned action RPGs. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, I would uh, compared to Mass Effect Two, I would say that Fallout's more of a of an RPG, but it does have the shooter elements in it, but. Whenever I did Fallout 3, I used that bat system, which added more of an RPG element to it. Right. So in Fallout, in 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 um in Mass Effect 2, so was there a lot of like you know talking to people and side quests and stuff, or or what did they do? Because because I'm the poor PlayStation 3 gamer, I have to wait until like June or something of of this year to actually play the thing. Um, yeah, you still have dialogue with your uh, with your NPCs or your your teammates. Mm-hmm. 
as well as uh, exploring various areas, mineral resourcing, stuff like that that's usually found in an RPG. It's just the way the game played. It wasn't more tactical. Like, you didn't say attack here, attack here. You actually just got up and started firing. Okay, okay. Kelly, would would you agree with that assessment of the game then? Yeah, it, I just didn't really get into it because I was just like, oh, my goodness, okay, wait a minute. If I'm going to play a shooter and want to shoot this much in a game, then I'm going to take Mass Effect out, and I'm going to stick Call of Duty in. <laughs> I, I see. I see. It's so, it's just I wanted more of the... That was one game where I almost wanted more dialogue, more talking, more communication, more variations, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, the way Deus Ex on the PC mm-hmm. was. Because you could really adapt your storyline, and by gosh, you could play through the same section at several times and not get the same results. <laughs> yeah, well, there were a couple, there were a lot of cat- uh, customization in that. You could customize your character to be like a stealth guy or, or a really tough frontline fighter and so forth, and, and then there was also many, many different ways to approach each mission that they gave you um, along those lines. Um, but So you're saying like Mass Effect pretty much you, you didn't have those choices, basically, and I'm guessing they were probably sacrificed in the name of simplifying the gameplay. I don't know, Todd. What do you think? I mean, could you uh, could you go through the game multiple times and get then do and do different things, or I mean, how, how was the replayability on that? Uh, you'd probably be able to get through it like, with different characters, depending on the way you, your dialogue is with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I've heard about like what some achievements you get for saving everyone. I didn't get a chance to do that because one of my characters always died in the last stage. Oh, really? You couldn't you couldn't prevent it, basically. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, then, I mean, there are still in the in the role playing genre, there are still what are sort of pure role playing games. I mean, there there was, uh, of course, there was Final Fantasy thirteen, which uh, you know was a was a pretty good game. And uh, Todd, I think you'd even have to admit it was a pretty decent game. It was better than I thought it would be. <laughs> which is kind of rock because everybody else is hating Final Fantasy thirteen, and I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and that was really the first Final Fantasy that I really got into. I, I kind of enjoyed it. I got bored with it after about the, you know, 18th hour of, of play, but that's pretty good. I think you went longer than I did. Yeah, I, I got down to the pl- – I actually got down to the planet where you're walking around. The, the game really changes when you get to the planet, and it's sort of this open atmosphere, go anywhere you want, do anything you want type of thing. Um, but that's actually where I got bored with it because I ended up – running up against some stuff that was, like, just impossible to fight. And and then I went to the online. I'm like, how do I defeat these, you know, these, like, dinosaurs that are running around stomping on me? And they're like, oh, all you have to do is go back and and grind up. And then once once you get 25 levels higher, you should be able to kill them really easy. And you wonder why I'm so against that series. (laughs) I'm like, you know, uh, how long will it take me to go up 25 more levels? And they're like, oh, it should be no more than 18 or 20 hours. I'm like, that. (laughs) <laughs> That's how much I've put into the game up to this point. Uh, you know, I just don't want to do the same battle over and over again just so I can kill these ridiculously powerful dinosaurs. So, yeah, it kind of it kind of lost interest for me at that point. So, um, yeah, now you can see how the some of the services uh, exist now to where you can pay someone, <laughs> give them access to your account. They'll do all the grinding for you and get you level. They already discussed this before. <laughs> yeah, I know they do that on uh, the MMOs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but 
You know, uh, if I had money, I would be sorely tempted because I play Lord of the Rings online and, uh, there's this one achievement where you get this really awesome horse. I mean, this horse is like the, the bomb horse and I would just love to ride around and have everybody look at me and be really cool. You know, it'd be like, it would totally make up for being a nerd in high school, like, and, um, but to do that, you have to get, the highest reputation with every single faction in the game and it's it'd be all grinding fighting gray level creatures if i had money i would pay some guy from china to play my character and get that damn achievement i would i would i i don't have money and i won't do that but if i did if i had money to burn yeah porsche or cool horse in lord of the rings I'd, i'd probably throw it into the horse so <laughs> but that's just me. So, so anyway, uh, way off topic. Um, so the role playing genre, um, I guess you guys don't think it's really in any, any trouble. It may evolve some more, uh, but, um, but I don't think it's, it's gonna lose popularity. Do you? I mean, am I wrong on that? Todd? No. <laughs> no, much to my chagrin, it's gonna stay. <laughs> I know you're not the biggest role playing fan, but what about you, Kelly? You're, you're a little more role playing friendly, I think. Yeah, I like I like the storyline and getting engrossed in it and picturing myself. You know, I did that with Oblivion and hell, I lost so many hours. It wasn't funny. <laughs> that game. I think I think the role playing genre is the game industry's equivalent of reading books. <laughs> I think I think that's sort of the equivalent. That's as close as we get to like actually being literate. I think. Yeah, especially if you play Dragon Age, you'll be like reading one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I liked it. I liked it. But yeah, you're right. You're right. It was an awful lot of reading. So, uh, not necessarily reading. I mean, they had they had full voices for everybody. So I mean, it was listening to a book. It was like a book on tape. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, for a for a final question, um, I wanted to ask you guys. So, I mean, looking at all the different genres and maybe even some of the ones that, um, you know, did Jin, because we we do a lot of weird things. Like we lump um, like uh, the like Rock Band Three and Guitar Hero and stuff. We lump that into family games because um, basically it's designed for like a lot of people to play together. Theoretically, a family could do that. You know, if you had a DJ family or something, um, but um, you know maybe that should be its own genre or whatever. But with that in mind, um, what do you think is going to be you know this year? What what is going to be a genre that is going to be hot and popular? And maybe what's a genre that you think um, may not maybe you know maybe even lose a little steam? And Todd, I'll, I'll ask you first. Uh, you kind of brought it up with the music genre. Um, I'm curious to see how uh, motion control such as the Kinect are going to go into play. Like being able to actually play an air guitar and things like that? Well, sort of. I know that uh, when Michael Jackson, the experience is going to come out with Connect, it's going to use full full body movement and uh, voice recognition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting seeing how that would be done. And uh, as I mentioned before, what other game, game developers are going to use with the Connect, namely what Capcom's going to do is Steel Battalion. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because that has got me wondering how they're going to do that, how they're going to emulate that 40 button control again. <laughs> How did they do it before? They actually put out the 40-button control, right? It was a 40-button control. It cost $200. Wow. And I assume the game <laughs> didn't sell all that well? Uh, it has a cold following. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And you can't play without that controller, I assume? No, you can't. Wow. Four- I mean, like, you have to do a mobile button uh, sequence to actually activate your Mac. Wow, 40-button controller. You almost couldn't map all that to a keyboard. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot for a game. 
Nope. That's crazy. Okay. Um, so, so assuming they get the connect thing down, then maybe, um, maybe the rhythm and music games is going to be a, a hot genre. Even hotter than it is, if that's possible. So, and what about? Well, Dance Central's already started. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, what do you think about? What do you think? Is there anything that maybe might lose even a little steam this year? Look into that. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll let, we'll let you think, um, and maybe catch you on another show. What What about you, Kelly? What do you, What do you think is the the hot and not genres for the for 2011? Oh Lord, <laughs> uh, with the announcements of. From Bethesda and stuff, I think definitely the RPG is going to be a hot. Mm-hmm. Is, oh my gosh! I mean, that's almost like re- releasing a Halo game. And New Elder Scrolls is like, ah, oh, because you got major fan boys. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a girl. Well, so. yeah. I mean, we posted that on the Facebook page, just the announcement, and then we got like just all these comments came in from people who were like, "This is awesome! This is great!" And you wouldn't really expect that. And I really hadn't seen like that type of energy and support for a genre before so it does really show how how amazingly popular i know a guy who basically swore off video games and like doesn't want to play them anymore like they took up too much of his time or whatever and he wrote me and said that when skyrim comes out he's gonna get back into it because he could he can't resist <laughs> definitely the uh, the uh, 2011 rpgs might be pretty hot i got that cool yeah. Now, for what's probably going, what I foresee possibly losing steam is going to be, um, well, if the music genre does connect based air guitar, oh yeah, <laughs> jump the shark. <laughs> jump the shark. I mean, even even worse than Lego Guitar Hero. <laughs> Really bad. Okay, cool. Well, good. We'll have, we'll have to see how it plays out. It should be it should be an interesting year. And what I'm really hoping is we we had all this steam going into the year with all these great titles. I'm hoping that 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 we don't follow the normal pattern where it kind of peters out and then we don't see anything again until next December. So um, I'm hoping that there'll be a lot of stuff you know regular throughout the year and, and good stuff. But um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good year for gaming. So I think everyone should hang on to their hats. So Todd Kelly, thank you so much for joining me today appreciate it no problem and uh um our of course this is gameindustry.com's uh gin lounge podcast our email address is gin lounge at gameindustry.com we would love to hear from you so please write us you can even say bad stuff about us we don't care we just like getting mail <laughs> and our facebook page is facebook.com slash game industry all right well until next time let's hope that uh all the games that you play are good no matter what genre they're in thanks for joining me people and we'll see you all next time right here in the lounge.